0: through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions from meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines hollow has something for everyone hollow is the number 1 catholic app in the US it is free to download and has permanently free content but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days risk-free by signing up at www.hollow dot app slash breadbox
1: well hello where have you been oh wait no i think the question is where have i been well let me tell you a story oh wait sorry i've it's been a little while since i've done this i kind of forgot there's isn't there normally an intro music there is right okay let's play that first
0: John 330 podcast, He Must Increase, I Must Decrease, is a message John 330 invites us to live. Incorporating this into our everyday lives can be a challenge. What keeps your fire burning? We have many wonderful ways to stay close to our faith, whether it be the Mass, spiritual readings, prayer, adoration, or the Rosary. This is Catholic Faith Life, and here's our host, Jason Nunez.
1: All right, there we go. That's the intro music. I remember now. It's all coming back to me. Okay, so here's the story. So, wait a minute. There's one more thing that I normally do before we get going with with the episode. That is beginning in prayer. So, let's go ahead and do that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, Deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being loved. Deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being extolled. Deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being honored. Deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being praised. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others. Deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being consulted. Deliver me Jesus. From the desire of being approved Deliver Me Jesus From the fear of being humiliated Deliver Me Jesus From the fear, of being despised Deliver Me Jesus From the fear of suffering rebukes Deliver Me Jesus From the fear of being calumniated Deliver Me Jesus From the fear of being forgotten Deliver Me Jesus from the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That, in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be, be may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alrighty. Thank you all for going on that journey with me. I greatly appreciate it. And okay, so back to the story. So here here we go. Um, About middle part of January, um, if you've been a listener of the podcast. And by the way, if you have, thank you. I appreciate it very much. And if you're listening to episode number 98, which this is, thanks for coming back. I greatly, greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, so about the middle part of January, um, you may have you may recall that episodes were coming out pretty hot and heavy. They were coming out frequently, um, every other day, if I um, remember correctly. And I was teasing episode one hundred, and I said I had this grand plan, and I finally figured out what I was going to do, and I, I I kept saying, wait, you know, it's it's coming soon, it's coming soon, wait for it. And um, after episode number 97, uh, there was literally radio silence from the John 330 podcast and me, Jason. Uh, so what's going on? What happened? Um, uh, this, this is what happened. So first of all, the reason for the Mad Dash to try and get to 100, I had a, a particular date that I was trying to get to episode 100. And that date was January 16th. 2020, and specifically the morning of January 20th, sorry, January 16th, 2020. Um, January 15th, if I'm not mistaken, was when I released episode number 97. So when I released that episode, I did actually have a goal of recording and releasing three episodes later that day, Uh, actually two, so that way on the morning of January 16th, episode 100 would, would be released. Um, as we all know now, that didn't happen. Uh, the main reason why January 16th was a target date I had was because that, that date was actually scheduled on the Nunez family calendar for, um, for about a month or so. And there was a really big red circle around that date. And uh, unbeknownst to us, God had that date circled on our calendar. Um, a lot longer than we knew about it and that we were even aware that it was a possibility. Um, It's no secret uh, being on dialysis and being in need of a kidney transplant. um, I was very careful in saying those last two statements there Um, because in reality now, as as of now recording this, April 1st, 2020, I can happily say that I was on dialysis and that I did need a kidney transplant. Um, I'm very, I've never been so happy to re- to refer to anything in past tense as those two things right there. Uh, on January 16th of this year, I received the gift of life and I was blessed to have a kidney transplant. It came from a living donor and, um, that was a Thursday, and um, I was really trying to get to episode 100 before that day because I knew that I was going to be recovering from this and that I did not know how long it would take me to recover, but um, I I have recovered, thankfully. Uh, my surgical side is, you know, it's, it's about 90% healed. Um, I... I've I've gotten my strength back, I'm up and around, and um, I'll go into a little bit more of that later on. But, uh, so January 16th, I received a kidney transplant and it's such an amazing experience. I feel so much better now than I ever remember feeling uh, while I was on dialysis or in the months leading up to that. Um, This podcast really, along with the support of my family, um my wife, my children, my family back home in El Paso, friends, loved ones here in San Antonio and back in El Paso and in other parts of of the country um and my my dear dear Catholic faith is what has has got me to this point uh this this podcast has been a big part of that to get me to this point, and um I for one wanna first and foremost. Want to give all praise and glory to God, and secondly, I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning into these episodes. Um, I I was curious because it's been about two months since I released um, any kind of content on this platform, so I was kind of curious to see how many listens that I have, and um, as of today, I'm I'm right at ninety three hundred listens, so I'm I'm getting close. to to that ten thousand mark which has been a, a goal that i've had of mine uh so it, that's becoming closer and closer so I'm, I'm i'm excited to see um if and when that happens and you all are the reason why that is happening and i want to thank you guys so much for that i greatly greatly appreciate it uh so back back to the transplant um there's two people involved uh one that I do know of and another that I do not know of so while I was searching for a donor um a friend of mine from church actually uh came up to me during an axe retreat back in August and and informed me that he wanted to donate his kidney to me and um I've I've had other people kind of come up to me and express the same intentions to me and um It's in my nature not to get overly excited uh, when it's something huge. Um, I I try to stay reserved and, you know, let it go through its process. And um, not until it's done is where I can get really excited because it's done. Um, How many of you are like that? I don't know. Am I the only weirdo that's that's like that? Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) So um, my brother Scott, my brother in Christ, he walked up to me. on a Friday during actually, it was a Friday evening, uh, along with uh, another brother of ours, Tony Prado, and Scott informed me that he wanted to donate his kidney to me, and um, I thanked him and I I let him know how to how to begin the process, and um, lo and behold, he was deemed um, healthy enough to donate his kidney. Uh, there is a age difference, so his kidney was best suited for another person uh, Scott agreed to, to to still donate and um, that gave the transplant center the ability to then uh, search the registry for um, donors they found a person that was a match for me and uh, on January 16th uh, I received that other person's kidney so that's the other person who I, I don't know who they are I've I don't know if they're male if they're female Um, I know nothing about them. The only thing I know is that they are a living kidney donor. So this donation did not come by the way of a deceased donor. This person is alive. And because of their generosity, and because of Scott's generosity, I now have a working kidney, and I'm feeling great. Thanks be to God. Um, More on Scott and I's story later on. Uh, Not in this episode, but later on. Something to look forward to. Um, my recovery. My recovery has gone, for the most part, smooth. Uh, There's a new normal um, for me anyways. Um, I was in quarantine when I was discharged from the hospital, which was on January 20th. And uh, so I came straight home and uh, was not able to really leave my home um, unless it was to go back to the doctor, go back to the transplant center. For a little while, I had weekly follow-up appointments. So my outing every week was on Thursday morning to go back to the transplant center. That way they could draw my blood, check um, my levels, and to make sure that the medication I'm on is working and that the kidneys functioning. Every now and then they would adjust my medications based on those levels, but that's 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 par for the course. That's going to happen, you know. At, Right off the bat, it's it's kind of an experiment. They need to make sure they they have the medication dosages right. Um, there's no clear cut. This is a formula you're gonna be assigned this much dosage specifically for every person after they get a, a any kind of organ transplant. So right off the bat, they need to check your blood weekly to see how your body's responding. And uh, once they get you know consistent results, they know okay this is the this is the right combination. Of medication for you, so this is what we're going to stick with. Um, so, so now I'm actually about every three weeks I go into the transplant center compared to every week, which is great because it, it's it's not a weekly outing anymore. Um, it's it's about every three weeks now. So, thankfully, I get about a two-week break from being stuck with the needle. Um, my my veins were really starting to feel it. Uh, having those weekly blood draws and having IVs in me during the transplant and while I was in the hospital, and uh, my 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 veins were really looking for some time off, which they're now getting thankfully. Um, need to be a little bit more careful with you know what I eat, how it's prepared. Uh, so for the time being, uh, unfortunately, I, I can't um, eat anything that anyone cooks um, where it's not prepared in our home. Uh, we were we were really strict with that when I got home. So all the meals were, were, were prepared at home, and we actually purchased an air fryer back during Christmas. That was a family Christmas gift. So that air fryer has really come in handy, and it's it, it's paid for itself already. We've exper we've experimented with different recipes, and uh, definitely something that we use pretty much on a daily basis. Um, we have been I have been venturing out and eating out. But um, never anything is spontaneous, it's planned, and it's thought out carefully. And uh, we actually checked the food inspection scores of where we're thinking of eating before we go there to make sure they're getting good scores. Um, So those websites are very, very telling. Um, You you may have a favorite restaurant that you like to go to and you check what their scores are, and all of a sudden it's not one of your favorites anymore. So um, if that's any kind of a tip that I can offer you all, you know, just to be on the safe side, you know, try and find what the food ins- inspection scores are for your favorite restaurants. And um, you may be pleasantly surprised or you may be shocked at, at what those are. But uh, recovery, thankfully, has, has, has gone smoothly. Uh, my wife has been supportive of me all through this entire process. Uh, my two boys have been very, very helpful, um, which has been a tremendous blessing of, of my wife sticking with me through this all the way. And... Our children helping us out um, quite a bit. They've definitely stepped up. Um, episode 100 is just around the corner, and I can assure you, you are not going to have to wait two months again until episode 99, or even for episode 100. They will be coming to you a lot sooner than you think. And um, just want to want to throw that in there so that we have something to look forward to. And uh, episode 100 toward toward the end of that, I kind of talk about a. a plan that I have for the next for, for the next set of episodes so listen out for that as well um, I want to kind of touch on what's going on in the current day you know r- right now we are in this new term of social distancing and uh, self um, self isolation um, and it's all due to the worldwide uh, pandemic with the with the COVID-19 um, in God's infinite wisdom, He's prepared us. Uh, when I say us, I'm talking about my family for you know, life in quarantine. We were in quarantine in, in early January. So um, this is something that we were kind of used to. Once I got home from the hospital, uh, I wasn't allowed to go out, um, as I mentioned earlier. Um, the funny thing is, is about two weeks before the stay-at-home orders and these uh, social distancing um, orders came down from uh, the government the transplant center had actually lifted my quarantine so I had about two weeks where I was able to go out and I was able to go back to the RCIA ministry at my church and I was able to go to mass I was able to go to Ash Wednesday service and life was kind of feeling back to normal again uh, I just couldn't shake anyone's hand and I, I had to do fist bumps or I had to you know bump someone's elbow or just a, a nice wave and uh, that was my new normal and um, everyone that I was encountering was, 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 lear- was learning that. Um, two weeks later, uh, after that quarantine is lifted, I get a phone call from the transplant center, and they say, you need to stay home again. Um, this COVID-19, um, it's, it's really impacting people who are um, immunosuppressed, which is what I am now. I, I take uh, currently about 21 different medications, and several of those are to suppress my immune system. So that way that new kidney uh, works exactly as it should. Um, So I take medication twice a day that that suppress my immune system. And for me, that's a good thing. But uh, in this environment of uh, COVID-19, it's definitely not a good thing. It's actually a very, very scary thing. It it puts me uh, right up there with um, anyone else that is vulnerable to this virus. So... um, with now social distancing and self is- isolation and uh, no one shaking hands and hand sanitizer being a being a um, hot com- hot uh, commodity and cleanliness, basically the entire world is getting a feel for what life is after transplant. Um, and that's what my life is as well as anyone else who's had any kind of organ transplant or anyone else that is um, immunosuppressed for any other, Um, health issue they may have that's our life every day whether there's a pandemic or not and um, so basically the world is learning what the rules are so now it it, kind of saves me explaining uh, to my friends or to anyone that I meet going forward what the rules are all I got to say is that whole COVID-19 business apply those rules to me (laughs) and that's basically all I got to say going forward um, I can honestly say that as someone who is immunosuppressed, I'm not really scared of this. It's scary. That for sure is. But me, myself, I'm I'm not scared of this. I I know that God did not take me and my family on this journey, um, and to receive this blessing of a kidney transplant, um, just for me to get some virus that is spreading across the world, um. I I know that my faith will carry me through it has done so it has done so up until this point so why am I gonna stop now and why am I now gonna be afraid it says in the Bible 365 times do not be afraid that's one time for every day of the year do not be afraid so I, I can't, I can't be afraid of it. I'm, I'm not going out and you know trying to get into the mall or trying, you know, trying to go to the movies when they were still open or trying to do anything social right now. I'm taking all the proper precautions. Um, thankfully, I have a, a nice supply of masks that I was um, building up before my transplant because uh, when it became more and more that this was a possibility of me having a transplant, I began to uh, ask the, uh, the, uh, the uh, dialysis center for masks. I would use them when I would plug into my machine for my treatment. And I knew that I, was gonna, that I would need them after my transplants, once I could go back out in, into the public. So because I was proactive, um, I now have a good supply of, of masks. So when I go out to the doctor, which right now is really the only time that I, that I leave my home, um, I have a mask that I wear I have hand sanitizer in my pocket and I practice good hand hygiene and um, there's now you know some other other practices that are that are that are uh, put in place if I go outside as soon as I go home you know and change my clothes uh, all that good stuff to that way I make sure I'm not bringing anything inside um, as well so uh, for anyone who is, who is concerned about COVID-19, I I get it. I'm right there with you. I am concerned about it. I'm sure by now we have all heard of at least a celebrity that we're familiar with or, you know, God forbid, someone that we know personally um, or of a family member of a friend or we're all aware of someone who is, you know, five degrees or less separated to us who have been impacted by this directly. Uh, so it is it is, you know, during this time, you know, more than ever, where we rest in our faith and we take action by listening to these orders and obeying them and um, being cautious, but not not frightened, not not scared. Um, now, more than from what I can remember, prayer, is really really important it's crucial it's paramount I am a living breathing example that the power of prayer is real and when I say power in my mind I see that word in all capital letters the power of prayer is real I'm living I am a living breathing example of that so we need to pray for the world for the healthcare workers, for the doctors, for the nurses, for the first responders, for the EMTs, for the people that are working at the grocery stores, for the people that are working at the gas stations, you know, for the, the sanitation workers who are charged with picking up our trash, um, anyone that is deemed essential, we need to have their back. And the best way that in my simple mind that I can think of to have their back is to simply pray for them. Uh, So that brings me to my next point and my next bullet point that I have here that I want to make sure that I do not forget to mention. It's that, um, so a small community from my parish, we've actually established what's called a virtual prayer group. And uh, we have adopted adopted the name, We Are One Body, because that's essentially what we are. Uh, We are one body. Uh, Even though right now we cannot physically meet And meet at our parish or meet at someone's home um, thanks be to God with the blessing of uh, technology we can still meet and we can still see each other and there's something very special about seeing your loved ones and your friends even if you're not in the same room physically you can be in the same room virtually and there's plenty of different ways you can do that there's a lot of different apps a lot of different services you can use A lot of these are free and um, because of what's going on some of these have have even been been made available for free Uh, so I definitely encourage you to try and establish your own virtual prayer group Um, if you feel like you're not the most technologically savvy person um, hey I don't have a degree in anything uh, but I, I figured out how to create a podcast And have it be released everywhere and have it get to the point to where you can hear it so I kind of consider myself you know I'm pretty I'm decent with technology I don't know everything but I'm decent um God has blessed me with the blessing of being patient so if you feel the need and you feel like you are the one in your community that should establish a virtual prayer group but you're not sure where to start or how to actually do it, uh, feel free to send me an email, john330podcast at gmail.com. If you liked the Facebook page or my Instagram page or you follow me on Twitter, send me a message. I'll be happy to walk you through the steps on you know, how to get that going for you in your area. So that way you can come together as a community and you can pray as a group. Um, it is said where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. Jesus is present when two or more are gathered. Um, we have been doing this prayer group for about two and a half weeks now, and it's it's honestly something that that I know I look forward to every evening. and um, i'm I'm pretty confident in saying everyone else in our group does as well. Uh, the numbers do fluctuate from evening to evening. Hey, some have kids, some some have work that they're still doing. You know, some have other things they got to take care of, and that's perfectly understandable. But the one thing is certain, Sunday through Friday, every evening, we are meeting through uh, Zoom web meetings. So at 8.30 Central Time, we are meeting. Every evening is a different topic. One night, we pray the rosary, just like we did tonight. Uh, One night, we, we, we pray the evening prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, one night, we, have, we we sing the divine mercy. One night, we learn about a saint. One night, we pray a scriptural rosary. And one night, we just have fellowship for an hour. And we just check in and go around the room and see how everyone's doing. And um, there is one day that we do meet during the day, and it's, it's in the morning. Um, it's Saturday at 10 a.m. Central Time. And what we do during that time is we have a Fulton Sheen prayer group. Uh, So Venerable Fulton Sheen, one of the great minds of the Catholic Church, and there are many. um, He, back in the 50s, he recorded 50 lessons about the Catholic Church. And he really unpacks Catholicism lesson by lesson. And these are all about 23, 27 lessons, uh, 23, 27 minute lessons. There's 50 in total. They're not too too long. Um, you can listen to them. They're all in MP3 format. You can hear them as you're folding laundry, doing the dishes, going for a jog, whatever the case is. Um, on on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time, we come together as a group. We hear the lesson, and then we go around the virtual room and we share what we got from it. Uh, for anyone who's familiar with any past guests, um, I interviewed Jorge Aguilar. Uh, He's somewhere in the in the fifties, uh, the the episode number fifties uh, that I interviewed him and he spoke about that. He's the he he has been working for many many years in putting this this prayer group together. He has the mp3s and he shares them with anyone who will who will want to hear them. And he's actually transcribed all fifty episodes, so he has the word documents and he'll show he he will share those with anyone who would like them. So um, if if you're interested in joining that. Definitely Reach out to me uh, through social media, through email. Once again, john330podcast at gmail.com. If you want to join in any night or if if you just want to, you know, talk about the virtual prayer group, I'll be happy to send you uh, the Zoom link. It's it's the same link for every meeting. It doesn't change by the day. It's the same dedicated Zoom link for each virtual prayer group meeting that we put together. And uh, definitely offering... An invitation for any of you if you would like to join us by all means we'd love to have you Um, a goal that we have is with this zoom setup we can host up to 100 people in 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 these meetings so one goal we have is to actually get to that capacity get to 100 users on one of our zoom meetings so help make that happen I'm sure you would enjoy the time it's definitely time well spent now in this time of social distancing and in this time of, um, you know, self-quarantine, uh, self-isolation, um, one, of, one of the big blows that Catholics in America and really worldwide have, have been dealt is um, missing Mass, whether it be daily Mass or Mass on Sunday. Um, I know when I received the message from our archdiocese here in San Antonio, That mass was being canceled it's it was um, to be quite honest it was heartbreaking Uh, for a couple of weeks we still had adoration and um, now with the order of stay at home and no more than 10 people uh, to be together um, we do not have the option of going to adoration physically Uh, once again thanks be to God with the blessing of um, technology there are many parishes that are live streaming adoration, and there are many parishes that are live streaming mass, daily mass and Sunday mass as well. Um, there is even uh, there's a website that has links to different parishes that offer that uh, that live stream um, perpetual adoration. So that way, any time of the day, um, if you held um, an hour at your parish that had perpetual adoration. And let's say your hour was eight to nine p.m. on Friday night. Um, right now, unfortunately, that may not be an option for you to go and do right now. But um, there's a website where you can just click on on one of the links, and you'll find um, perpetual adoration happening at that at that time. So what I'll make sure and do is I'll make sure and I'll put a link to that to that website, so you can definitely um, refer to that. Uh, so that way, you can still, you know, spend some time with Jesus, in adoration. Um, back to missing mass. It's it's definitely something that um is uh it's it's a new experience, um, especially going without um, holy communion. Um, while I was recovering from my transplant, I actually did not go without receiving um, communion. Before my transplant, I purchased a pix. For those of you who are not aware, a PICS is a a small container. Normally, it's, um, it's golden color, um, and that's where you transport uh, the Eucharist. If you're a part of the homebound ministry, and you then take the Eucharist and administer it to someone who is homebound, someone in the hospital, someone who cannot physically go to Mass and receive um, the Eucharist. So I knew that I was going to be... Um, out as, as far as not being able to go to Mass for some time. When I purchased the pics, I did not know how long that was going to be. So I purchased the pics, and um, so that's how I was able to receive um, communion. I'm definitely fortunate and blessed to have some, some good friends who are Eucharistic ministers who would bring me communion. Uh, my wife as well would definitely bring me um, communion as well. So it's a, a blessing to know that while I was recovering I was still able to receive um, communion this time though is different uh, we are we are missing mass and we are missing the sacrament as well so what I want to do is I want to share with you all uh, something that is known as spiritual communion not sure if you all are aware of this but uh, this this is definitely a thing So I wanted to make sure that I shared it with you all. So that way um, it's something that you can try and incorporate. So spiritual communion, it's a traditional practice of expressing to the Lord our longing for him and our desire for him to enter our hearts. Uh, St. Teresa of Avila said, When you do not receive communion and you do not attend Mass, you can make a spiritual communion, which is a most beneficial practice. By it, the love of God will be greatly impressed on you. So I'm going to quote one more saint here. Uh, Saint John marie Vienne uh, said, When we feel the love of God growing cold, let us instantly make a spiritual communion. When we cannot go to church, Let us turn towards the tabernacle. No wall can shut us out from the good of God. So you might be wondering, how do I go about making a spiritual communion? A lot of times when I don't know how to do something and it's in regards to our faith, um, I I do turn to the saints. Um, This is not going to make sense up front, but it will once I'm done making this point here. Uh, I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan. So when there is a, a player for the franchise that, that leaves their mark on the franchise in a good way, they are typically honored by inducted into the ring of honor. That means their number is retired and their name is immortalized along with their number and the years that they're with the franchise. I don't mean to compare the beauty of the the Catholic faith to the Dallas Cowboys but sainthood is like the ring of honor of the Catholic faith these are these were living breathing humans living breathing people that that did that lived holy lives and they are they have achieved the level of sainthood so back to the question how might we go about making a spiritual communion I find this answer from another saint to be quite helpful it's st. Peter Julian Imard and if you're curious on how it's spelled it's E Y M A R D St. Peter Julian Imard Um, he is the French Apostle of the Eucharist is is how how he's known so st. Peter Julian says if you do not receive Holy Communion sacramentally Um, receive spiritually by making the following acts conceive a real desire to be united to Jesus Christ by acknowledging the need uh, you have to to love his life arouse yourself to perfect contrition for all your sins past and present by considering the infinite goodness and sanctity of God receive Jesus Christ in spirit In your inmost soul, entreating him to give you the grace to live entirely for him, since you can live only by him. Imitate Zacchaeus in his good resolutions, and thank our Lord that you have been able to hear Holy Mass. And make a spiritual communion. Offer in thanksgiving a special act of homage, a sacrifice, and an act of virtue. And beg the blessing of Jesus Christ upon yourself, and all your relatives and friends. So there's there's no formula prescribed by the Catholic Church to make an act of spiritual communion. Prayers composed there's 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 different prayers composed by various saints uh, that are a part of the Church's rich history. Um, one of the more popular acts of spiritual communion comes from Saint Alphonsus Ligori. So this is, a, this is the prayer. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things. And, it, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you never permit me to be separated from you Amen so what I'll do is in the description for the episode I will also post this prayer as well so that way you have something to refer to Um, I will do my best uh, on Sunday this coming Sunday to also post that prayer as well um, on my social media Uh, So you can definitely um, refer to the show notes for the prayer and to John330podcast, social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for that as well. Now that I'm thinking about it, I hope it fits on Twitter. I know there's limited characters, so I will do my best to try and get it to fit if it's uh, longer than what is allowable. Uh, We will find out. If not for sure, it'll be on Instagram and on Facebook as well. If you would like me to email it to you, by all means, send me an email, john330podcast at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to send that your way as well. So, spiritual communion definitely something to consider. And I I encourage everyone listening to make an act of spiritual communion so that way you can become, so that way you can be close to Jesus um, through this beautiful option that we have now this also goes if for any reason you know we are back to attending mass and for some reason you cannot receive Eucharist Um, if you ever find yourself in that situation where you're at mass and you cannot receive the Eucharist you can still make and you you, you can still go through the spiritual um, communion as well so that is an option once this pandemic is over and we're back to being together again at our parish which will be a glorious glorious day and I, for one, cannot wait for that to happen. What I'm going to do now is I'm I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, I'm feeling a little rusty. and I, I need to shake off this rust here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. I thank you very much for listening. I thank you for sticking with me through this two-month break uh, while I recovered. And I'm um, very happy to bring you the news and report to everyone that my kidney transplant was a success. Scott and Michelle. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, to my donor as well, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You all have saved my life. And for that, I am truly, truly appreciative. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this. Uh, this I'm, I'm go- in- instinctively, I want to say this week's episode, but um, this just end. This is not going to be the only episode for this week. So what I'm gonna say is, I'm gonna wrap up this episode here, episode number 98. And um, I wanna thank the executive producers for this week's episode. Dr. Jeff Vista, thanks for hanging with me. You have been uh, a, a supporter of mine from the early beginnings of, of, of the podcast and your support means so much to me. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, to the 2019 Men's Axe Team, I appreciate, appreciate your support, not only in this podcast, but you all have come through in ways that are unimaginable. Through through my transplant, um, through my journey to my transplant, and and into my recovery, uh, the Axe community at Holy Spirit Catholic Church in San Antonio, Texas, along with the uh, San Antonio de Padua Parish in El Paso, Texas, the support that I received from those two parishes have have been a tremendous, tremendous blessing and the lives of me and my family. So I thank you all for that very much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I also want to thank my, my brother, Joe Nunez, who is a executive producer of the John Thirty podcast. And I also want to thank the anonymous donor who gave us a very generous donation back in December. So with that generous donation that I received and along with the blessings that I've been given um, with the support from all of my executive producers, I've I've been able to kind of put together something that I mentioned in previous episodes, which is uh, uh, cr- creating a dedicated space for the podcast. So that's actually where I am recording from right now. And even though part of my two-month absence was because of my transplant and because of my recovery, but the other part of that uh, delay was, was um, me and my family putting together this uh, little dedicated space I have, uh, which... Um, I quite enjoy very much, and uh, it's it's about I'm going to say about eighty-five to ninety percent done, but it's to the point to where I'm comfortable recording from here now, and uh, where I will be recording from for uh, many many episodes to come, and I'm very very happy to say that. So thank you all for your support uh, of the John 3:30 podcast. It is greatly greatly appreciated. Uh, we are going to end this week's episode the way the Nunez family answered time in mass. Every time we attend, whether it's by physically going to church or by participating by watching it live streamed as well. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. I leave you with this, everyone. Stay well by God's grace. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all.
2: From the day I left in the womb To the joy of the empty tomb I know he lived and died for me. From heaven high above, a voice came down with the dove. This is my son and I am pleased. He must increase, so I must decrease. And now my heart is open wide. I must decrease so he can increase. He is the center of my life. He must increase. He must increase. He must increase.
0: Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small-batch artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Red Box Media. Experience coffee like never before.